0: Being a Mets fan prepares you for a certain disappointment and suffering. It's like a fatalism, but in a low level healthy way. A little bit of fatalism is a healthy thing. People I can think of it kind of like, it's just like an underdog thing, but it's really just like more about a theater of the absurd, more of like a Ionesco, Camus style comedy of absurdity. Any form of insanity that can occur will at some point. My name is Nick Canfield and I'm from New York. Born and raised here. You know, there obviously are sports divides and team divides in New York and in many cities, but the Mets-Yankees divide I think is particularly stark in the way it impacts the psyche and ethos of its fan base. I think that being a Yankee fan is, it's the white bread choice. It's the easy choice the Yankees are the evil empire, whereas being a Mets fan is that somewhat Buddhist appreciation for suffering and informed something existential about the nature of all life in a weird way that's universal. I'm a Mets fan because that's the correct choice. I think even Chris Christie said something like, tell you one thing, my kids will be Mets fans because you cannot be a Yankees fan. It is wrong. And the Mets and Yankees, of course, played each other in the Subway Series in 2000 and then the year after, September 11th. And after the World Trade Center attack, they obviously the city was in rough shape and everybody in the city was in rough shape. And they eventually brought back professional sporting events a few weeks later and the Mets played the first home game in the city against the Braves. And now, ladies and gentlemen, and the, the, the 2001 2000 New, York, New Mets. York Mets. <laughs> and I was able to go with my dad and my friend Max, I must have been like 15 or so at the time. And I remember it was, you know, it was an emotional scene. It was really loud and everybody was really going crazy. I think that game might have been partially responsible for them stopping serving alcohol in glass containers. In classic form, the Mets were losing to the Braves. Like, that was the year they like tried and nearly completed, but failed. A huge comeback from many games down in like, a miserable middle part of the season. They got somebody on base, and it was the eighth inning, and Piazza came up. And here's the man the Mets want up in this spot, down a run late in the game. You could tell everybody wanted him to hit a home run so badly. Hitting a home run would give the Mets like a one-run lead. Everybody so zizzed up when he comes up. Piazza always takes the first pitch. Fastball, nothing in one. Everybody knows he's not going to swing. Everybody was just getting really, really loud and intense. Piazza whopped this ball and everything went dead silent. I actually wouldn't describe it as silent so much as breathing in. Just like a sound of... Meanwhile, my friend Max is sitting next to me. I'm looking at the ball, and apparently I've grabbed him at that spot right behind your knee where it's like a little funny bone, squeezing the living bejesus out of him. But he's not breaking the silence either. And then the ball clears the wall, and everybody goes, ah! and then it just it went from complete silence to complete loudness. This place exploded. It's been waiting to explode all night. Whoa Mike Piazza. It does make you feel like luck is real. <laughs> and yet, somehow, you sort of make your own luck. That's like Jefferson says chance favors the prepared mind. Being a Mets fan, I think, prepares you for all options. You know, they win some, they lose some. Doesn't really matter. <laughs>